Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Brother Looper comes, I want to remind the young people, Thanksgiving sign-up sheet is uh, on the welcoming desk. So remember, the young people sign up for the Thanksgiving. Brother Looper. Praise God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Amen. Let me make a couple of announcements, and then we'll turn the service to Brother Atkins. And uh, don't forget, I want to remind you, the families that have signed up for cleaning the gym, uh, your name is on the bulletin board. If you forgot which month you have taken, don't forget to take care of that. Also, the turkeys. The turkey selling will uh, be completed uh, this weekend. So if you have any more orders, we're running low. And so we want to keep a little extra on hand. Uh, so if you um, if you have any orders that you have not turned into Sister Beverly, please do so after services today. And uh, I need to meet with all the young people in the men's prayer room after service this morning. Choir practice tonight at 515. Don't forget those announcements. Amen. How many come to receive something from the Lord? Praise God. How many come... How many come really to give something to the Lord? What you give to God, God can take and bless and give it back to you. I come to be a blessing to the Lord today. I come to magnify Him, to lift up His name, to praise and to glorify Him. We're serving a great God today. There is absolutely nothing that God can't do in this house this morning. Oh, you don't sound like you really believe that. I said, there is absolutely nothing. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're sick in your body, God's a healer. If you're sick in your spirit, God's a spirit fixer. If you're lost, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost today. I come expecting and believing God to do something great. Amen. We're so glad to have Brother Atkins here today. Been enjoying the Word of God. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise as Brother Atkins comes this morning. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. The Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody clap your hands and somebody make a noise of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn around and greet your neighbor on all sides and tell them I'm glad you're in church with me this morning. Let them know that we're glad they're in church, particularly if there's a guest close to you. I ask this church to make your way to that guest right now. Make them feel especially welcome with us this morning. Praise the Lord. And the Lord bless you. You may be seated. I'm so privileged to be here this morning. I'm so thankful for my time to spend this great church and this great group of people, and I want you to know that I mean that sincerely. I looked forward to, and with anticipation, be able to come back to be in church with you. I mean that. I love this church very, very much, and I'm just very honored to be here, and uh, I give my very special honor this morning to uh, Bishop and Sister Duplessis, great people, heroes to me, heroes to Pentecost. I love them very, very much, probably more than what they know, and I'm thankful for them. Good to see them here. Also, a very special honor to me to be with Brother and Sister Looper and the family. 
And I think that God has blessed this church with great leadership in Brother Sister Looper. Amen. I think that God has blessed you tremendously. If you think that you've got the greatest pastor in Pentecost, you ought to just slap your hands until they hurt. Let God know and let the preacher know we're thankful. That's good. That's right. You know, God could have sent you somebody that didn't care about you. God could have had somebody here that just was here in, the, in time in the pulpit, did their job and walked away. But God sent you somebody that cared about you. Somebody that cared about your family. Is not afraid to preach truth. Can I just tell this church, you don't have enough money to buy him a gold chain that's worth all the money in this world because God's given you a preacher that preaches truth to you. That's right. That's right. I know you love your pastor, but every now and then you ought to let somebody else know around you, I think my pastor's number one. There's nobody better than he is. Can I get a witness from somebody? Amen. And I love Brother Looper so very, very much. And uh, his name, when his name is mentioned, it's always with, uh, it's always with, a, with a special connotation of joy. And it's never with a dark cloud associated with it. This is a man that has a great name in Pentecost. And I'm just very honored to be here this morning. I love him very, very much. He's my friend. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to see all of you, all of our guests I want to tell you, and I agree with uh, Brother Cooper and with our pastor, I want to tell you that we are glad for our guests that are here in First Pentecost of Silsby. Would you please let our guests know that we're grateful that they're here in church with us right now. We really appreciate that. Really appreciate that very, very much. Amen. Amen. I am going to uh, try to sing a song this morning, a uh, song that's been on my heart, uh, First of all, I do want to apologize. I was about a minute late to church this morning, and that's, that's not very normal for me by any means. I, I believe in being to church on time. But for some reason, I got carried away in my writing and, uh, and just in an instance jumped up and grabbed my coat and my hat and rushed out of the apartment. So I do apologize about that publicly uh, for being about a minute late. do not like to be late to church. I still believe that church is an emergency. I still believe that church is an emergency. There's nothing in your life. I'm going to slip up sideways on somebody right now. There's nothing in your life that's more important than being in church. Nothing. Nothing. And I understand that we have to work and thank God that we do. And thank God that you've got a job. And thank God that you've got an income. But if you have the choice... You better let that person know that's in charge of your schedule. That's my church day. I've got to be at church. If it's my choice, I will be at church. I love church. How about you? Church is my life. Everything I do is centered around church. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. Let him know that we're glad that we're in church this morning. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Man, it's good to be here this morning. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that we feel. I so appreciate what Brother Looper had to say earlier in 
our Bible class, and I really, uh, I, I totally agree with it 100%. Amen. Man, let's lift our hands one more time and close our eyes and just ask God to visit us here this morning with a special touch, a special anointing. God, send your power and send your spirit upon us. Give us what we have need of today. Can I have this church help me pray right now? Can I ask you to help me pray? Let somebody lift up your voice and let God, come on, let God hear you praying. Right, That's it. Come on, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn it, no, just turn it up, turn it up, so I can hear it. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness that's in the atmosphere. Come and lay down the burden you have carried. Because in the sanctuary, God is here. If you're glad about that, give Him some praise right now. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness it's in the atmosphere. Come and lay down every burden you have carried. Because in the sanctuary, God is here. Are you thankful about that this morning? Come on, one more time, lift up your hands and give Him some praise. Let's let Him know we're glad He's in the house this morning. Let's let Him know we're glad He's in this place this morning. There's nobody like you, Jesus. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands. Somebody lift up your voice. I need the church to help me pray right now. I need the church to help me connect with God right now. Hallelujah. 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 Is there anybody that can usher in the presence of the Lord with your praises right now? Is there anybody that's not afraid to let God know there is nobody like you? There's nobody like you. There's nobody like you. Hallelujah. 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 If you would stand with me, if you're not standing, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 1. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 1. If you have it, please say amen. The Bible says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 2, the very first stanza of that verse, says, Time to be born, and a time to die. A time to be born, and a time to die. This morning, for the next few moments of time, I'm going to speak to you on this subject, the interval between. Somebody say the interval between. Lay your Bibles down, lift up your hands and close your eyes and let Lord, let the Lord know you're thankful for the Word of the Lord. For every time that it's lifted in our hearing, for every time that we open it up and see it and read it ourselves, for every time that a preacher reads from it and speaks from it, 
Every time that we go back and, and possess it one more time, every clause, every stanza, every, every word, every period that's in it, it belongs to us. It is your word. Are you grateful for the word of the Lord this morning? Are you grateful for the word of the Lord this morning? Before you are being seated, I'm going to ask this church to help me, and I mean this sincerely. For the next few moments of time, I desperately am in need of every person in this building. I will be glad to tell you, I'm not ashamed to tell you this, I did not sleep well last night. You know that my family's not with me. I don't sleep very well when they're in a, another place. But other than that, I had 30 hours before that that I did not get any rest because of time changes and airplanes and all those silly things. So I stand here this morning, and I feel like I've got a very heavy burden on my heart. And I need this church. I'm asking you, I'm asking you, please don't make me preach this by myself. I, I, I believe I've got a word from God from somebody in this building. And I need this church, and you do it so good. You do it so well. I need you to jump on board with me, and I need you to pray with me, and I need you to seek the face of God with me. Let's let God help somebody this morning and change somebody's life. Is that all right? I would love to see somebody repent of their sins before they walked out of this building. I believe God can deliver somebody from every sin this morning. If you believe that, I want you to clap your hands in a resounding hand clap. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you. you. may be seated. The Bible pins the words to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. Today, I speak to you on the interval between. In San Francisco, California, he is a man that I've read often about. His tomb resides in San Francisco. A man by the name of Wyatt Earp. How many of you heard of Wyatt Earp? I hope all Texans have heard of Wyatt Earp. Nonetheless, while I visited there in the year 1849 to 1929, this man lived his life. Between the dates, there is simply a small symbol that is engraven in the tombstone of Wyatt Earp. A small dash, if you will, that's not even an inch long. And in that small symbol, there is engrafted an entire life story. The good, the ups, the bad, the downs, all, all are represented in that small dash between the beginning and the ending of a life. It's not how you deal with what life gives you. It's how you deal with the life given to you. 
We have to understand that God gives us all that we possess. It is His goodness that we have air to breathe. It is His, His mercy and His grace that we have the ability to live this life. He does not dictate how we live, but He does dictate where we spend eternity. Can I get a witness from the church? But what's incredible about this in the statement that I just made is God lets us make the choice. And so on to the stage of life steps every person, every man, woman, boy, and girl into a majestic production. We step and we have and make all decision on how the script will be written. The arena called life welcomes every person, regardless of race, regardless of sex, and does not limit to a particular casting. The dress rehearsal can be long or it can be shortened. And that is decided on the performer. The interval between can represent a life that is shortened by poor choices or can tell the story of a long and fruitful life. Can I get a witness from the church? The casting is not regulated to just the young or just to the old, but all, again I repeat, all have a part to play the moment that they breathe their first breath of air. And so the call has been made to every person that's sitting here in this building this morning. The addition has been declared. What will you do in the interval between the date of your birth and the end of a lifetime? Let's offer up our head clap of gratitude to the Lord right now. And so on to the play of life. The script is written differently by every and for every single person. In itself, this act is unique as because every person's part is exclusive. The tender moments of a baby's first breath The joyous occasions of a child's laughter are very special to every individual, as well as the dark moments of grief and pain that one particular occurrence brought in our lifetime. In the end result, when the curtains close and we're brought forward onto the stage in the spotlight of life, the part that we played The interval between will tell our life story. Will it be with joy that the preacher reads over us in our home going? Or will it be with sadness and tears that we realize a life that has not been well spent? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, all of us have a part in the cast of life. And the auditorium is sold out to the devil and to the demons that make up his entourage as they wait with great 
anticipation for every actor to stumble and mess up the lines and begin to trek toward a certain demise and a certain ending of death. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, we've got a choice to make. Can I get a witness? We've got a choice to make. And I know that it's a heavy message, but I'm telling everybody in this building, you've got the right and you've got the choice to dictate where you spend your eternity. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I need somebody right now that agrees with Brother Atkins and says, I will not let life dictate where I spend eternity, but I will dictate where I spend eternity. I've got to make it. I've got to make it. I need somebody right now to lift up your hands. I need somebody that will lift up your hands and lift up your voice and speak your praise and your help to God. God, give us your mercies. I can recall working, walking through this building. I'm not going to even try to stir up any, any, any heavy thoughts here. And, and God forgive me if I do, and I mean that sincerely. But I recall a man in this church that looked at me with tear-stained eyes and, and bloodshot eyes. And he said, Brother Atkins, it is your requirement to tell everybody that this person died a fool's death. Because of a, of a lifetime that was a choice and a bad decision. And said, Son, you know what? I'm just going to live life the way that I want to live life. And I'm going to do the things that I want to do. And make the choices and the decisions that I want to do. And because of that, there was a preacher that stood in front of a casket and said, you know what? I have nothing that I can say about where this man will spend eternity. Only that God is merciful. Only that God will judge him in kindness. I'm telling you right now, I don't want the preacher to sit up at late at night and say, where's that boy going to be in eternity? But I want the preacher to know with a surety that he made it. I'm telling somebody here in this building right now, you're at a crossroad. You're at a point where you can make a decision and you've got to make the right choice. You've got to make the right choice. Come on, church. Come on, church. I need somebody to lift up your voice and pray with me this morning. I can tell you exactly where I was when Brother Strebel called me. I was sitting at a desk. Had my own business before I started evangelizing. Sitting at a desk early in the morning, about 6 a.m. You know that I'm not an early morning person. I've already stipulated that to you. So when the phone rang, I looked at it crossly because I don't like receiving phone calls that early. I saw that it was Brother Strebel's number. Of course, I quickly answered it. He said, son, are you sitting down? Yes, sir, I am sitting down. 
Well, I've got bad news for you. Because last night, Chris was taken from this life. I was, I was shocked. I leaned back in the seat. The breath left my, my body for just a moment. And I said, my goodness, what in the world, what took place? What took place? The rest of the story is that Chris went and saw a young girl after he had asked the, the pastor, can I go see them? And he told him, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. He went ahead and went anyways. Went up there, up northern Michigan, picked up this young girl from another church. They said that the, the brother stood beside of me at the, at the casket when I, when I went to see Chris and, and the viewing. The brother stood there when he saw me, fell on my chest and started weeping. And he said, Brother Atkins, it was, it was almost like, it was almost like the, the branches of that tree just reached out and grabbed a hold of the truck as we, as we went around that corner. And he said somewhere there was some, some black ice that we didn't see. And, 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 and the next thing I know, Chris and that girl are laying dead in that truck beside of me. I'm telling you right now, you've got a choice to make. You've got a decision to make. And you've got to make the right choice and the right decision. And it's against ever, ever, ever being in my body that I preach this kind of heavy spiritual message. But I'm telling you right now, you've got a choice to make. You've got a choice to make. I need somebody right now that's not intimidated or afraid to lift up your voice and beg for the mercies of God. What would the end result be if there's somebody sitting in this building right now that today and this afternoon, when we get out of here and we make our way to the restaurant or whatever we're going to do, go home and eat whatever in the oven, I don't know what we're going to do. But what would happen, what would take place in the next few seconds if we could see through the realm of eternity and know that the decision that we make right here, right now could change where we spend eternity. I promise you this much. If it was physically possible, if it was physically possible, I guarantee you I wouldn't have to ask anybody in this church to come to an altar of repentance. I wouldn't have to tell somebody that God loves you and that God wants to forgive you of your sins. You know why? Because every single one of us, if we could see where we was going to end up, we would be reaching to God without hesitation. God, give us mercies. The interval... Between 1848, 1929, a line about that long, a symbol, nothing more than a symbol. But in that symbol, if we could extrapolate it and pull it out, it tells the story of a young man that was raised in a Christian home. Somewhere along the line, took a bad turn, 
turn into a, a killer of men. You know the, the story of Wyatt Earp. We look at him as some, somewhat of a hero because of, a, of, his, of his position. We understand all those things. But let me tell you something. There were some things in life that he should have done better. Because as far as I know, I don't ever see the history of where he was repented of his sins and where he was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost as the Bible dictates that every person must do in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. I'm telling you right now that every single one of us that are sitting here right now that have never repented of our sins that have never been baptized in Jesus' name, and we've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, there's an interval between that if we could come back and change, we would, because all it takes is one choice. I give you hope. I'm going to quit. There'd be somebody in this building this morning had just a little bit of, a little bit of spirit in them, a little God spirit inside of them. If you could look up in the box seat that's reserved for the King of Kings, you could see him sitting there all by himself. And he sits there. There are times when joy crosses his face. And then there's times when sadness and tears become his emotion. Because he realizes we're messing up in our lines. We're messing up in our lines. And the further and further we get away from the script that he wants us to write and the script that he wants us to follow, the devil becomes more joyous. And the entourage that rides with him become more glad in their so, in their spirit. All because they know there's another soul that's destined for a devil's hell. I'm telling somebody right now, you've got a choice to make. And I don't know what you're going to do in the interval between. And I don't know what you're going to do about the end, the way you end up in life. God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. The brother Looper and brother Duplissy, in the next few days, joined with my pastor, stood at the head of my casket, and said he had a choice. He had a chance. He was in a church. He knew what he had to do. He knew what choice he had to make, but he didn't make it because he was too pride, too much, too much proud. He was too proudful. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. You're looking at somebody that's not embarrassed to tell you, that's not intimidated to tell you. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I mean this sincerely, Brother Looper. I mean this sincerely. You're the acting, you're acting as my pastor while I'm here, and I mean this sincerely. If you see me getting out of line, you need to correct me, and don't you hold back. Don't you hold back. Stop it! Straighten up! Give me a preacher that gets fire in his eyes and gets sweat on his, on his forehead and looks at you with a stilly glance. He's got, he's got, he's got iron in his voice and he says, you need to straighten up. You need to live right. You need to repent. Don't give me some, don't give me some hireling that's just going to take my tithe check and, and take my money from me and shake my hand and I walk out the back doors just the same way I came. But give me a preacher! I said give me a preacher!
the interval between a whole lifetime is dictated. I'm going to tell some folks here this morning, and I hope everybody will receive this when I say this. Young and old, middle-aged, every single person, I'm speaking to you right now. There's nobody exempt from this message. You know why? Because all of us need to have things checked in our own spirits. I got to close. Give me some music, Sister Cloud. Be a tragedy. Be a tragedy. Be a tragedy. In the next few days, we gathered back here on an off-church night. We stood in front of a casket, all because somebody wanted to be hard-headed. I'm talking to somebody right now, and I feel it. I feel it. I do. I feel it. I feel that stubbornness. I feel that pride, that pride, that that that, that spirit that says it's it's for somebody else. I I feel it, and it's bouncing off of me right now. And I'm going to do everything I can in the next few seconds to help somebody understand. You've got a decision to make right there in that little that little symbol of your life. Brother, brother, brother East, what's your birth date? What's your date of birth? February the 1st, 1983. It would be a tragedy, as good as guy as you are, that the line said February 1st, 1983. Where we at? November the 5th, 2017. Brother Looper and Brother Duplessy said, Brother Atkins, would you, would you join us? Would you maybe sing or say something good about Brother John? Man, I'd love to. But what, I'm gonna, what, what am I going to say if the pastor says, there's some things that was missing. There were some things that was lacking. He never repented of his sins. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He was never baptized. That would be a tragedy. It would be a tragedy. A life wasted. All because somebody was just too proud to get up and walk to an altar and say, God, I've messed up so much. I've messed up so many times. I wish I had somebody right now. I've messed up so many times. I've got so many faults and so many fingers that I'm not even, I can't even begin to start. There's no way I could start at the, end, the beginning and make it to the end. There's no way. But God, somehow, in some way, you could let your mercy and your grace just erase all of that wickedness and all those past things. I got the church with me. I feel like I got some of the church with me right now. Can I tell everybody in this building, and I'm going to say this one more time, and I'm going to get out of the way. I've been way too long. I haven't looked at the clock for a few moments. But I'm going to tell everybody one, one, one more time. There shouldn't be one person that stays in their seat this morning. There shouldn't be one person that stays in your seat this morning. And you know, might, may not be able to physically walk, and I understand that. I mean that. I mean that sincerely. But there ought to be something inside of you that says, you know what? I've got 
to make it. I've got to be saved. And I'm going to ask for every person in here right now that, that, that knows that you need the mercies of God. If you know you need the mercies of God, make your choice right now. Make it right now. Make a new commitment. Help me find that. I wouldn't let pride dictate my eternity. I wouldn't let pride dictate my eternity. But I wish there would be somebody right now that would lift up your hands and close your eyes. With sincerity, I wish you'd lift up your voice to a holy God and a merciful God. Come on, can I have somebody that would pray right now? Can I have somebody that would pray right now? Can I have somebody that would lift up your voice right now? Come on, beg for the mercies of God. There is a merciful God that sees. There is a merciful God that knows. Come on, let's say, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, lift up your, lift up your prayers. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, God, we are all sinners in the hands of an angry God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God, we're asking for your mercies right now. We're asking God for your grace. We're asking God for your help right now over all the decisions that we've made. Come on, I wish I had somebody that would pray. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Where will I spend the interval between? How will I deal with it? How am I going to react in it? Come on, will you pray, will you pray, will you pray, will you pray? I'm not too proud to pray. I'm not too boastful to tell God I don't need Him. Oh, God, I need you, I need you, I need you. I need you, Jesus. Help me find my direction. Place your love down in my heart. Lord, take me back. 
Come on, let's reach over and touch somebody and put your hand around somebody. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder right now. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. You have to be repented. You have to be repented. You have to be repented of your sins. You got to be repented of your sins. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. Come on, empty your heart right now. Empty your soul right now. Let the Holy Ghost flood your spirits. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, take me back. We'll make a new commitment, God. I need somebody to help me pray this morning with somebody that's praying. I need somebody to help me pray with somebody that's praying this morning. I'm going to ask you to reach out to somebody that needs help this morning. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. God, give us a touch, oh Lord. Give us reassurance right now, God. Give us reassurance right now, God. Take me back, God, take me back. Come on, come on, let's let God lead us right now. Let's let God lead us right now. Somebody that needs to repent of their sins, help somebody pray right now. Come on, reach out to somebody. Let's help somebody pray through the Holy Ghost. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. I'm a sinner. Place your love down deep in my heart. Lord, take, take me back. Take me back to the old. Woo! 
Come on, one more time, one more time. Lord, take me back to the old, to the old landmark where I'll make a new commitment, Lord. Lord, take me back to that old I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads right now and close their eyes. Some of you know what I'm going to say, but I want to be the only one looking around. Here's the reason why. Is I'm going to ask somebody to lift up your hands if you know, if you know, if you know that this message has impacted you and that you need to be changed. And I hope nobody else is looking around. I hope nobody else is looking around. I hope nobody else is looking around. Because I don't want anybody embarrassed. But would you just slip your hand up? Say, Brother Atkins, I'm a mess, and I know it. I'm, I'm, I'm in a world of hurt, and I know it. God bless your hands. God bless your hands. Keep them up for just a minute, please, so I can see where you are, who you are. I don't know everybody's names. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Put your hands down, please. I'm going to ask this church right now. You do, you, 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 you do everything I ask you to do, and you do it willingly. But I'm going to ask you right now, I want somebody that would lift up your voice in a moment of desperation because you, you would be shocked at the hands that went up and say, God, we are desperately in need of you. There's folks that's standing around you right now that desperately need God and you don't even know about it. No wonder right now if you lift up your voice with Brother Atkins one more time and say, God, come on, would you beg for the mercies of God to flood this house? Come on, that's it. Flood this house, God. God, let your mercies fill our spirits. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, y'all. There's a, there's a, you feel that flowing through here right now? You feel that flowing through here right now? God.